Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's worth while endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. Kev, pod into my mouth. Let's talk about Stop Making Sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Ugh, start it over. Nope. I uh, came um, up with that this, right as we were starting. I was like, I'm going to say pod in my mouth. That's going to be great. That is so <laughs> gross. And such a great way to start over. And um, to be fair, I mean, sing into my mouth is the lyric. That kind of is gross, too. It's about the same thing. But uh. yeah. <laughs> well, Luke, um, you know, I should really get over it because heartbreak is OK in a place like this. Oh, yeah. We saw it. We got to yeah. tell the people what we're talking about. In IMAX, it was as big as you could. It was a giant gray suit walking into a movie theater filled by Nicole Kidman talking about AMC. Yep. So Kevin, I went to see stop making sense. The re-release in IMAX put out by a 24, which it's okay. They are a good studio. They're not being struck. I believe so. It's, it's all good with the unions. Mm -hmm. Um, cause a 24 rules. And so it was cool because I was saying to you, like, I watched this on some illegal streaming site because I couldn't find it anywhere like a couple years ago uh, when I was going through all the Talking Heads discography and listening to the You Talking to My Talking Head, whatever it's called, podcast. And um, so it was cool to see it like huge. Um, Yeah. And you it was your first time experiencing it and we're going to pick our best songs and our underrated jam but yeah first impressions so what i realized is i'm not as familiar with the talking heads as i thought i was because <laughs> there were some songs i feel like i heard for the first time in that yeah and there's some deep what cuts. a way to experience it yeah um well that's the thing is this came out in 1984 which is right after their speaking in tongues album yeah so There are a lot of ones from that. And that's the thing that this made me realize seeing it again is like, I think that's my favorite album of theirs. Uh, Speaking in tongues. That's the one with this must be the place. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's slippery people, which we heard. Uh, There is girlfriend is better down the house as well. Burning down the house. Yes. How could I forget? Girlfriend is better, which is the song he sings in the big suit. Uh, That's from that album too. Uh, Well, and let's, Let's talk about the big suit because yeah. the movie starts. Uh, the David big suit walks all. onto stage, sets down a boombox, which ruled. Says, "I got a tape I want to play for you." And is in a small suit. Yes, I was shocked. I thought it was big suit the whole way through, and what a surprise to see him in a yes. very well tailored for the '80s suit. Yes, that he. Still bad. Kind of strips. <laughs> it's ba- yeah, but that was the style at the time. Yes. Uh, and he goes through two more suits until he gets to the big suit. Yeah. So um, while we're in this part talking about the beginning and talking about yeah. the members, how they emerge. And while we're talking fits, next Tina Weymouth comes out and yes. her like army green pantsuit would still be fashionable today. It's awesome. Yeah. And 100%. 
uh like they play heaven which is great um and then chris comes yep. out wearing the like normcore thing that they were doing in the 70s he's just got yeah. like a polo shirt and khakis he just looks so that, out of place that dude no but that and also that feels timeless as hell like he yes. could have worn that into the office today but um, also when genius of love comes jumping ahead but when genius of love just him dressed like that and then he's basically being like the hype man being like ah, yeah yeah it's fucking girls can do it too the girls can do it too y'all my favorite is it's funkadelic and psychedelic oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and i love that it starts with psycho killer and a kind of fun iteration on it yeah it's cool acoustic beatbox like yeah the the part where the tape's kind of breaking down and david byrne is like stumbling across the stage all alone is very cool the choreography so, is amazing. Incredible. And and you know, we're we're talking about it, we've seen it, but yes. they introduce each band each member, member and then bring out and like the roll out the drum kit yeah. on this giant platform and then the keyboards and then like the percussion. So it really starts super stripped back with just David Byrne, a guitar mm-hmm. and a a, be- a boombox before it gets to the full what I think it's like eight or nine piece ensemble yeah because it kind of certain members leave and come back uh but that's what slipper people you still don't have alex weir and bernie warrell out yet that's yeah. like alex is the other and guitarist bernie is the keyboardist and that one is like in my list for best song because we got to talk about the best song but that's one of mine in contention but and i knew that was going to be good because you can see in a shot right before that one of the stagehands brings out a pair of bongos and sets it down yes. and i was like oh yeah we're oh. getting into it now and steve scales goes ham on those goes, bongos goes wild uh, yeah. yeah he's amazing and uh, then we've got Edna Holmes and Lynn Mabry, who are the background singers and dancers, which I found out Lynn Mabry's in 20 Feet from Stardom, which makes sense because uh, uh-huh. she's been this amazing uh, like background vocalist for all these great people. Same with Bernie Worrell. Both of them were in P-Funk uh, and like Bernie Worrell was a founding member of P-Funk. Detroit wow. moved to Detroit here yeah. and founded it. And uh so yeah, they're they're all like amazing like band members that were added for and some of them are on the album, not all of them. I think uh mm-hmm. Edna and Lynn aren't, but but yeah, just like the whole band, that's why I love Slippery People cuz that's when the whole band comes out, they're doing the trading off vocals with David Byrne and the background yep. singers and it's just so great and the sound. Like I feel like I like that better than the album version even. Yeah, it's super fun. I so is that your favorite song? Okay. People? So I have three choices and I don't know how we want to go. Cause it's like, do we want to reward the best like performance with the song? Um, because you talk about why it's your favorite, because I've okay. got a song coming up. That's my underrated pick. Okay. Let's just, let's go chronologically. And when you, when you finally get to your underrated, we'll go there. So yeah, slippery people is my like number one choice for best song. I, my other like, uh honorable mention picks or this must be the place which is great like the whole lamp dance where david burns dances yes. it also just re-listening to that one it just sounds so good which it does on the album too but uh and seeing tina doing the was cool yeah. um and so that's my other pick girlfriend is better 
I feel like the argument for girlfriend is better. It's the big suit. It's when he comes out in the big suit. Yes. And it it's is incredible. a super catchy, like funky song. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like the case could be made for any three of those. Uh, my underrated jams, I think life during wartime, which is, yeah, that's mine. Yes. Oh, that's that. mine. Uh, especially coming off of burning down the house, like that one too. Yeah. And I feel like that is when the band is, is in full swing for that first part. Cause it, it, it's kind of split into three parts. Yeah. Um, and I even, I listened to the album today to kind of just like refresh myself. And after life during wartime, he, uh, David Byrne's like, we're going to take a small break, yeah. which isn't in the movie because it just like, I think it cuts to black and then it like comes back. Yeah. Up. You're seeing their like silhouettes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like he's changed into a different suit and everyone else is in like different yeah. outfits. So it was cool to like the album. It was it was interesting. The album has a little more context to how it's performed yeah. than the movie does. And two songs cut, but yeah. So then we can agree the underrated jam is "Life During Wartime," which yes, I think my second favorite Talking Heads album is "Fear of Music," which that is on, um, and also mm-hmm. "E Zimbra," which is on the album deluxe edition, but it's not in the movie. Uh, is also from that album, so. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. My other like honorable mention underrated jam is What a Day That Was, which that was the one where they were all lit from the bottom. Lit from below with yeah. the really harsh spotlight. That was super yeah. cool. Um That was really cool and they and kept the it in like great. all cl- they kept the the movie in all close up. So you're yeah. just seeing like David Byrne yeah. and half of his face is in shadow, his nose is casting this really long shadow across it. Uh, and they only ever cut wide like once or twice. Yeah, I think which... it's mainly on him. It cuts to Edna for a second, mm-hmm. then like back to him. Um, yeah, but yeah, my my like so if good. I had to do a second honorable mention, it's right before that. Um, Swamp is so fun. <laughs> See, Swamp <laughs> and Take Me to the River. Get them, cut them. In my oh my opinion. god, no, it is. I do like it. It's like okay, but compared to the other ones, it, I just feel like it. That sounds good is so much better in the movie than it is as a song. Yeah. Because they're all like marching. Marching during it, and all I can is think fun. of is like yeah. the David Byrne workout plan would be utterly incredible. If you just do what he does Dude, during that honestly, show, they're all doing like aerobics. Be, yeah. It's insane. At one point he's just sprinting around yeah. the entire band on stage for like four or five laps. It's crazy. I know. I was like, man, everyone in this band, I wonder if there was like a cardio audition <laughs> or, yeah, like, what? Um, it's crazy. So, what are we thinking the best song is? What would you say your pick would be? I'm cheating. I'm doing a combo because they're back okay. to back, and I truthfully think it's kind of the obvious one. Oh yeah, this must be the place into it, once in a into lifetime. once in a lifetime. Yeah, which I feel like something about once in a lifetime. I like the album version better than any live version I've heard. I just feel like there's something. Where they captured the magic, but it is still really great in this. It's um, that one feels like so cacophonous that the technical yeah. execution on the album is so good. Like it's got the right, and I, like you feel the dynamic percussion of it in the movie, and I I certainly appreciate that. But it's also like a technical marvel, which I think yeah. where the album comes through. Um, that energy is captured just as well. Right. And he's dancing with a lamp, and that's really fun. Yeah. I love that part. That feels very, like, Buster Keaton, like, old school, 
like yeah. stage tricks and modern that's, times that that's when we saw yeah. the trailer for taylor swift and i'm like you know she employs a lot of stuff other than just screens uh but i really like the like just old school stage like just i'm gonna do some crazy stuff of this that feels like uh like just such a great like performance art like right on brand for david byrne and shows like what he would go on to do with yeah. uh american utopia on Broadway where it's like, stop making sense, which I kind of think we should maybe uh, do the same treatment for that. If you haven't seen it, it's on HBO. I, I, I haven't seen it. So oh, that might be uh, worth a watch it. and a discussion. I, like this is such a, like I'm in my talking heads there right now. So yes. having seen this, like I feel like I was the, the most casual fan in that theater. Um, yeah, but I was very was happy to be hurts. there. Which, <laughs> truthfully, quite crowded. Yeah, um, we were surprised. There was like a good turnout. It was it was on a Sunday of opening weekend, which isn't like normally the most crowded. And also Sunday matinee, like, yeah. During the Lions game, which I think the Venn diagram of Lions fan and people that want to go <laughs> see Talking Heads in IMAX might just have me in the middle. I don't know. Um, they were pretty popular in the eighties. I'm sure there's some some crossover. Yeah. When I was when I was waiting for you, um, like I saw someone walk in and it was a guy that was like probably fifty with like yeah. white hair and like slim cut jeans and I was like, like that guy's going to see talking heads. <laughs> yes. And I heard him like, Oh, one for talking heads, please. Like, it was just like <laughs> so like, obvious. My brother. <laughs> um which by that the guy way, looked cool as hell. The um last because uh, I feel like we covered um wait, did you say what your best song is though? Yeah, that it's this must be the place slash once in a lifetime. Oh, okay. If I had to and pick, see, probably I think I once in a lifetime. But support but. um, this must be the place. So since we both had that on our list and life during wartime both on our list, we'll say those two are our winners. This must be the place, which that is like one of my favorite Talking Heads songs. So yeah, um, my favorite Talking Heads song hadn't come out yet. It's a uh, Road to Nowhere on Little Creatures, which was the next album. Oh. But uh, well, the one thing, uh, the other funny thing I was going to when Take Me to the River started playing, because I was like, I feel like Kevin probably doesn't realize that they did a, like that was not the original, but they did like, yeah, that was a hit for them. It was a cover mm-hmm. Um that I did know. So I was going to turn to you and say, I didn't know Big Mouth Billy Bass was in this picture. Uh, <laughs> so Annie. Annie, like, was at her parents yesterday. That's why we chose this time, because I was like, Annie's gone. I'll go see a yeah. movie. And her de- mom and dad asked, like, oh, what's Kevin up to? And she's like, going to see a movie. A uh, movie? The Talking Heads. <laughs> and they said, oh, yeah, of course we know about The Talking Heads and all that stuff, because yeah. we were obviously around in there. We were alive and, in like, the we're 80s. surprised you don't. You aren't such a fan because of Big Mouth Billy Bass had a Talking Heads <laughs> You're song. right. I had no clue. Um, um, which but, they were an owner of and, yes. and loved dearly until oh, it passed away from the mechanics uh, shattering because it was made of three plastic gears. Oh, man. Well, I think we covered it pretty well. That was Stop Making Sense, uh, the re-release. Yeah, go see it. Go see it. It was it's great. great. Yeah. As, an hour and a half? As quick? Not even. Fun. I think it was like an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, it was like a little shorter. Um, as someone who just is like a very casual Talking Heads fan and appreciates them, it was great. The filmmaking was awesome. Like we're yeah. both obviously biased towards that. Right. We both went to film school, but it was awesome. Um, 
I like they should do more concert movie re-releases. Obviously, yeah. Jonathan Demi didn't direct a lot more, but right, um, which they these, were like, like friends back in the day. Uh, that's how that came about. But yeah, definitely like an important movie in terms of like what live music has become because yeah, this was kind of revolutionary at the time. And let's give credit where credit's due. This is the last thing we'll do. Mr. Burns' Big Suit Built by Gail Blacker. Oh, Gail. You're a legend. You're a hero. You're an mm-hmm. artiste. And when he took the jacket off oh. and had the big pants and a normal <laughs> shirt, he moved into a realm of physicality beyond comprehension. But do you remember I didn't what I said? understand anything. Because <laughs> he takes off, he wears the whole big suit, and then clearly it's so hot, and he takes off the jacket for the next song, and I said, right before he took it off, he was in Tim Robinson, I got too much shit on me, it's so hot. <laughs> like, that's what was going through his head. It, that's, there's a lot of suit on a very slender yeah. man. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we got to get into talking about our songs. This is, of course, best song ever. And we're going to play some wonderful new music for you. And I'm going to start us off. Uh, last week, I shouted out this album because I quoted. Whoa. Yeah, I, qu- I quoted Jeff Rosenstock's song Life Admin, where he says, Maybe listen to a Slaughter Beach Dog record. And actually, are you familiar with the band Modern Baseball? Oh, yes. Yeah. So And the sport. And the sport, yes. Um, Jake Ewald of Modern Baseball, this is the project that he made, uh, Slaughter Beach oh, Dog. Oh, no way. Yeah. So, and actually now he's done more Slaughter Beach Dog records than I think Modern Baseball. And this new one is great. It's called... Crying, laughing, waving, and smiling. And I took Jeff's advice and I listened to that record and it was wonderful. And not only is Jeff Rosenstock a fan, but I open up the bio and I see from the desk of Craig Finn. What? Whoa. Yeah. From the Hold Steady and also just like a great solo artist. I love his solo album. He's got one of them on vinyl back here. And so... Craig writes like the whole bio for this and tells some background of the band. And like I said, Jake was in the band modern baseball. So he talks about that and how he's like toured both of these bands around the country. And he gets into how Jake moved from Philadelphia to a house in the Poconos. And he says, once there he found he had less distraction and a calmer mind. He started going for walks and listening to music He found some new appreciation for the old guys, as he said on the phone. Neil Young, Randy Newman, Tom Waits, those types. Personally, I'd call them the classic guys, but I'm a bit older, so I'm probably somewhat defensive about age. Anyway, it seems to me like some of this might have led to an old-school approach to making a record. And he goes on to talk about how, like, Jake brought in these songs that he had written over the past two years and the band just sort of started recording them. And he says they captured 15 songs in the first five days. The priority throughout was serving the song. I've been listening for days now. I can tell you these songs got served. (laughs) There's, there's beautiful space and everything. It's patient and aware. So some kind words from a great songwriter and, uh, Craig rightfully raves over this album because it's super catchy. It has some great, like, twangy rock sound to it. It's There's, like, a lightness and just, like, a catchiness to all these songs. 
and then just some great lyrics writing, uh, some great lyric writing from Jake. Uh, there's the song Sister in Christ, which has some really funny lyrics about talking dirty on AOL is the one line that sticks out. It's super fun. And uh, <laughs> so he can bring some humor in, but also can like break your heart with a lyric and just like take you in with these stories he tells. So let's get ready to cry and laugh and wave and smile as we listen to Slaughter Beach Dog with Float Away. Gonna give that a uh, hot diggity slaughter beach comma dog. Yeah, baby. Yeah, my that favorite kind of dog. Um, that was awesome. The song after it started to play for a second, and that was really good. Um, I haven't listened to this album. I will fix that quite soon. Yes, you'll enjoy it. It's it's very good. 
Uh, that's what I was saying. The next song, the aforementioned Sister in Jesus Christ, where he talks about talking dirty on AOL, started. And I was like, oh, I don't want to turn it off. It sounds so good. Them guitars. Yeah, um, the drums came in really strong on this one. This was a little more light and airy, yeah. um, but it's nice to hear that they've got a little bit more percussive yeah. songs coming. You know me. I like I like a little, but I'm... T- yeah, I feel like uh, I was sold from minute one on this album, and I was like, oh, this is great. And I should have been listening. Like, I had this name rattling around in my head for a while. and knew it was, like, some good musician that I knew that I needed to listen to. Yeah. So. Sometimes Glad. it's tough. You gotta just give somebody the time, and that doesn't always happen. But when it does, it hits. So that was Slaughter Beach Dog with Float Away from Crying, Laughing, Waving, Smiling, out now on Lamo Records. So, Luke, when I um, reach out and get a song, as I'm sure you do, you go back and listen to an artist's discography, right? You get a feel for yeah. their past, their present, everything. And uh, I did that this week with my current artist and I was listening to their 2011 album realizing that I had heard it before or at least heard a song before. Um, really? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. Cause we're going to play a little game in the meantime because okay. I found that song like on my playlist, part of a long running series music. I'm digging volume. Yes. X. Uh, and I found them on Music I'm Digging Volume 2, uh, <gasps> which was named Going Sequels back. Suck. It was, you know, being <laughs> having fun with it. And uh, this playlist is pretty funny. And what I want to do, Luke, is play <laughs> a game called So 2012 or So 2014. Oh. I'm going to list songs um, that are on this playlist. And you're going to give me your gut reaction. Was I cool? In 2013, was I so 2014? Or was I a little bit behind the times? Was I so 2012? Okay, so this was in 2013, but I'm guessing whether you were ahead or behind. Okay. Yeah, because I think there's some where I definitely was ahead, and I think there's some where I definitely was behind. (laughs) Okay. Um, So let's, uh, I've got about, let's say, 12 or 15 here, so you can go, give me your thoughts, but go pretty quick. Yeah, lightning round. Yeah. Uh, Royals by Lord. Oh, um, I'm thinking you were late on that one. Yeah, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Also, if a band uh, that I have on here maybe was, I think this next one's kind of funny that I was so into it. Um, Pompeii by Bastille. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking you were ahead of the curve on Pompeii. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, because that song lasted for, like, six or seven years afterwards. Yeah, so long. Um, Is that, there's some, like, whoa, whoa, oh, oh. That's the one. That's, that's, I don't even want to think about it. Oh, it's that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Come a Little Closer by Cage the Elephant. Oh. You were late? Yeah, I think so. I think they'd already kind of Just because I think I knew where, when that came out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I belong in your arms, chairlift. Oh, late. Okay. Um, easy, easy by King Cruel. Oh, I was not even aware of King Cruel at the time, so I'm gonna say you were ahead of it. Yeah. Um, all nice. I know by Washed Out. Oh, late because Portlandia was because Portlandia was already out that was the exact right (laughs) answer um San Francisco by Foxygen 
Oh, early. When did that? Yeah. Come out? Oh, see, I I thought late on that one because. Um, oh wait, no, that maybe was 2012. Yeah. It was after Helplessness Blues, so they were already a thing. Okay. Um, uh, there's a correct answer for this: Plague by Crystal Castles. I don't even think I know that song, so... Oh, I, I um, didn't recognize it when I listened to it. It wants to just hit, for some reason, back oh, really? in 2013. I'm going to say you were ahead of the game. Oh, see, I think very late for Crystal Castles. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I think they're like 2009 was the time. Um, that seems right, yeah. Like Passion Pit, I feel like I'd lump them in yeah. there, but Passion Pit was 2012 too. Yeah. It was wild to me that this song was on here, because I feel like it was me really, really, really getting into them, which is way, way too late. I'm spoiling it. Do I Want to Know by Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> was that 2012? Yeah, wow. Man, time flies. Um, And then uh, three more. Reflector, Arcade Fire. Gotta be late. Yep. Uh, and then this one, truthfully not a question, but a fun fact. Uh, the song Pretty Green by White Denim, who was an artist I played on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, and didn't realize that I had listened to them years and years earlier, so I'm just going to say yeah, pretty early. Um, yeah, you're early. I feel like I heard them like 2015. Yeah. And then finally, The Wire by Haim. Oh... I'm thinking you were late. No, that song had just come oh. out. Wait, really? Okay, so that Absolutely. might be... You were right on target with that one. You weren't really or late. That was when the album came out. Yeah, because that was 2013, right? Yeah. Or was it 2012? It was 2013, okay. and I that so was the last SNL. song added in the playlist. Wow. Um, well, Good picks. Yeah, solid playlist. I think we should post that playlist, because there's a bunch of artists in there that I don't think are nearly as... Um, commonplace or, or well-known but it's a fun yeah. playlist and it's it's a fun time capsule to go <laughs> 10 years back yeah right? that's it an interesting uh period to, where a lot of uh stuff is coming out yeah um and in this playlist and i think i was pretty pretty early to this artist because she's still putting out great music uh i'm talking about the danish electropop artist oland uh, who had a great know, track in though. 2011, so I was very late to that one, uh, called Son of a Gun. And we're going to listen to a song that she's putting out today on her new album nice. that's out today. Um, Look at that. So this is Oland, who wrote and produced her first album, Fauna, in 2008, following a back injury that destroyed her ballet career, which oh, is wow. wild. Um, but she's thrived in her musical journey. Uh, this is her, I don't know if it's fourth or fifth studio album. One sec. Quick well, count. I was going to make the joke right before you said that. And I'm glad I didn't of Oland. Is that where O-Town's located? <laughs> that um, band from the nineties. It's really good. She's got O-Town. so many more studio albums. One, two, three, four. Five to the fifth, no sixth. I don't know. Damn, what an output! You could just say new yeah. album. This is her new album. She's put out so many in the past. Uh, I will shout out her self-titled in 2011, where Son of a Gun was at, led to this whole discovery. Anyway, she has been uh, rocking the world, headlining and opening for such acts as Katy Perry, Sia, and Coldplay. Uh, wow, some of the, the biggest, the biggest. 
and on her upcoming album, Loop Soup. Olan forges a world that seems like it was created in a galaxy far, far away. It's inspired by 60s and 70s sci-fi movies. 60s and 70s sci-fi movies like Barbarella and Jodorowsky's Holy Mountain, who, fun fact, he was in line to direct Dune. Uh, Oh, really? And there's a documentary on it, and it's amazing. Wow. But as well as disco aesthetics like Boney M, this upbeat album urges listeners to dance and express themselves. I'm intrigued. Yeah, she explains, a lot of these songs are targeting issues in society and the struggle of finding my space within it. Conflicts in myself made into songs. The older I get, the more I question the structure of the world that I'm living in. This album is a pathfinder or an emotional compass of my own space venture. Weaving in and out of memories, future dreams, and having to deal with the present. Uh, I totally get that. And I think this song straddles the line between past and future in, in being a throwback and like the next evolution so let's just give it a listen this is oland with i'd rather sing
gonna give that a lordy lordy berry gordy loopy Let's soupy baby <laughs> loop soup uh maybe a top one album oh, title of the year incredible and it's like one of those where it's like funny but it's also like accurate yeah because that's like you know the like electronic music that that was and i love just so anthemic so epic mm-hmm. like uh just that amazing rising synth pop just building like perfectly every piece laid in i loved it you can see why the likes of sia and coldplay like want this artist on their their tours so yeah 100 loved it what are your thoughts on coldplay my thoughts on coldplay yeah hit me I've... i saw them in concert back in high school and i like used to love them but i mean i'm not like a fan of their recent stuff you know what we're <laughs> in the same boat i would i'm ride or die coldplay's first two albums they're great oh but dude like uh the scientist fucking love that it was incredible um yeah. the third album's all right and viva la vida's like fine and after that i totally i like viva off. la vida I, I was in high school when Viva La Vida came out, and I did love that album. Yeah, I, I will go to war for a rush of blood to the head. Um, yes, so absolutely. I'm, I'm, we're on the same page. And yeah, you know we're what? on the same page, this, totally. This is probably not an uncommon feeling um, amongst the, the populace. I feel like Coldplay, like, not to the degree that this band is, but like they've kind of got some Nickelback energy. <laughs> which is unfair to Coldplay. How dare you? It's unfair. No. It's unfair. I'm just saying, like, there's... Yeah. Well, Kev, I'm sold. I'm buying a timeshare in Oland, uh, spending my summers there. So I'm super excited for Loop Soup. Yeah, you can munch on Loop Soup today. Um, that was Oland with I'd Rather Sing off of Loop Soup via her own label, Tusker Tooth. Sick label name, too. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, we got to talk about the music that we have been loving as we move into Touts. Touts. Uh, Luke, I'll go first. I've got a couple, a uh, few that we shouted out last week can verify they're pretty yeah. good. Nice. Doja Cat, Scarlet, damn, she did it again. It's very fun. Uh, I texted okay. you about this that she I still listened yet. references Helga Pataki. The infamous yeah. Hey Arnold villain. Uh, Love Helga. Tension by Kylie Minogue. The Doctor Who actress does it again. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then you oh, know that that Kylie Minogue video you sent in the Discord was awesome. I loved. Had it. you never seen it? No. It's incredible for like, especially yeah. considering it came out in like the nineties. I think it's a feat a, of filmmaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was actually really surprised by Starfucker by Slater. A lot less hyper pop than I thought it was going to be, and oh, just okay. pop, good pop. Uh, so I want yeah, to revisit that album. Some good reviews, yeah, nice. And then one from a few weeks ago, Yule, Yuli. That's on my list, and that's kind of hyper poppy. Yeah, it is. That's a good one. Soft scars, soft scars. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, I I didn't get around to it until like today, but I was listening to it, and it was really good. Yeah, that was kind of hyper poppy. Also, underscores with wall socket. Um, I was really liking that. I said there was a part of it that reminded me of hyper pop white stripes. <laughs> like there was some Ooh. weird like synth solo that reminded me of Icky Thump. I was like, this is cool. So recommend that. I want to spend some more time with that. Ooh. So those two are definitely 
touts another mutual tout, obviously. Talking Heads, the Stop Making Sense yes. Deluxe Edition. Of course. Uh, that's out there. Great, like, reissue, re-release. Another great reissue, re-release has a 10 out of 10 on Pitchfork right now. Best new reissue, the replacements with Tim Let It Bleed Edition, which uh, that is one of my favorite albums of all time. Tim by The Replacements. Awesome. It's got Swingin' Party. Bastards of Young, uh, Waitress in the Sky, lots of great songs uh, that you'd probably know. But that was produced by Tommy Ramone. I believe that's which Ramone it was. Um, and so this Let It Bleed edition has a different mix, which like some of them I prefer to the original. Uh, like Here Comes a Regular, the new mix is like a little more upfront. You can hear uh, his vocals more. And so it's, there's some great things, five different versions of can't hardly wait a bunch of live ones. Yeah. Uh, which that's not even on Tim that's on the next album, (laughs) but they give you a bunch of different versions of a bunch of songs on there. So as pitchfork said, it's the Holy grail for replacements fans, uh, like highly recommend. I enjoyed it very much. Um, then, of course, Slaughter Beach Dog with Crying, Laughing, Waving, Smiling. We already talked about it. Great album. Go check it out. And then Mike Wiki and the Alchemist with Faith is a Rock. Oh, that album was great. Love the Alchemist. Uh, always. One of the best producers. Yeah. Of always amazing. All time. Yeah. And Mike and Wiki have done a bunch of stuff with the Alchemist. They've done some stuff together, and they're just a great duo. So, loved that album. And Luke, don't get upset. I'm going to tout out a podcast. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, but I'm jealous. It is because they had uh, Craig Finn on, who we just <gasps> talked about last segment. What? So I'm going to tout out Search Engine. It's a podcast that's much, much bigger than us. But uh, okay. does anyone actually like their job was the episode. And it talked oh a lot about Craig Finn think the fin heads out there know that he worked I need to listen to this. in a very kind of businessy uh plain job for quite a while before the hold steady became a big thing and even when it did he kind of resisted for a while it's if you're a craig finn mm. fan if you're a music fan if you have a job it's a it was a, it was a good episode this i these all apply to me this is like the recommendation for me alone and if <laughs> and if you so. aren't a craig finn fan and don't have a job uh, you've got a lot of free time. Go listen to Craig Finn. <laughs> yeah. And then become a fan. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about some people we're going to become fans of <laughs> as we talk about the new Music Friday releases out today in Shouts. First, I got Molly Birch with Daydreamer. Just recently played her song Physical. Loved yeah. that. Super excited for that album. Uh, then we got the great Animal Collective. Shouts to them with "Isn't It Now." Wow. Uh, yeah. That I really liked "Soul Capture," one of the singles that came out. So I'm excited for that one. Um, Cherry Glazer, great rock punk band. Mm-hmm. I don't want you anymore. Okay. What's the album called though? It's, it's called "I Don't Want You Anymore." <laughs> oh, I thought you were being mean. Um, yes. I'm never mean. Um, Oniotrix Point Never. I don't know if I'm saying that. That's how I've always said it, but I don't know if I'm saying it right. But as we said, he's the guy who did, I told Kevin off mic, he's the guy who did the soundtrack for Uncut Joms. Uncut Joms. Uh, but he does some interesting electronic music. Again, will be out tomorrow. 
So there you go. What do you got, Kev? Of course, we've talked about it. We've hyped it up. We've heard it. Oland with Loop Soup. Soup it up. Soup it up. There's a Don't there, know why. There's our title. Don't even write anything down. Soup it up. Yes. Soup it up. The always amazing, the legendary Wilco with Cousin. Maybe a reference to oh, the bear. Yes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot's album are those buildings in Chicago, and the bear takes place in Chicago. Are Wilco, Wilco Chicago, Chicago from Chicago? Yeah, see? Yep. Gotta think. Yep. Uh, geographically. There you go. And, I'm excited for that. I love Wilco. Yeah, Wilco's always fun. And Arm and Hammer with We Buy Diabetic Test Strips. Yes. Hell yeah. Billy Woods. All right. Well, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff going on over there. Go see a show and uh, go ahead and donate. They're a nonprofit, so they could use your support. Then we got offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Great columns and interviews over there. Music, board games, all sorts of stuff. You can follow us at Best Song Ever Pod. You can follow me at Indie Darling Music. You can follow Kev at Minty Fresh Kevin. Oh, and our playlists. I just updated the monthly music recap playlist. So we're caught up now for uh, 2023. So I'll be doing this every month, just putting our catch-all playlist of everything we liked on our Spotify. So you can uh, check out that if you want to see what you missed throughout the year, see if there's any stuff that you weren't aware of that are on our list. Go check that out. So that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is best song ever, Ding Dang Doodle. Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast. Better jokes, they're clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth one ever. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.